This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is... Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Gunner Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is our Let's Talk Arsenal series. Joining you live on deadline day. And Arsenal haven't signed a single player. Not one! Not a jot has been signed uh, today. We have seen some outgoings and we're going to talk about that. Um, But as we sit here at two minutes past nine uh, UK time in the evening, we've just under two hours left of the window. uh, No incomings. Not even a not even like a crazy rumor. The best we've had today is some random saying we might sign Cancelo. Like that's it. That's all we've had. Genuinely, like if there is something happening, it is the most. It is the biggest secret uh, that we have ever heard since I don't know, like the Watergate tapes or something. I don't even know what that is. You know, I just know that it's very secretive. <laughs> That's all I know. Anyway, uh, we are for this show joined uh, by some of our members. We like to do this at the end of Windows, have a chat to our members in the Discord server. So let's introduce my guest today. First of all, uh, my I was going to say my Chicago brother, but he's not even from Chicago, but I've met him there. It's James. How are you doing, James? Good, Joel? I'm as good as can be. I mean, at least we're getting some people offloaded, but it would be nice if we brought in, like you've been saying, a defender and maybe someone to go against Saka on the right wing. But at the same time, I think that will be all right. It's just, yeah. <laughs> that is that is the word. I think that is it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is it. That's how I feel about deadline day. Um, just a bit, meh. Um, but it is what it is. I'm just seeing the second half of West Ham against Luton kickoff as well. Um, West Ham leading 1-0 on. Surprisingly, I bet Lukonga's looking at that game and thinking, I can't wait to play here. Um, Let's introduce uh, a man who looks like he's watching the game uh, right now. It's Marcus. How are you doing, Marcus? I am well, Tom. And you? Yeah. Are you watching the game? I can feel like your eyes are darting about all over. No, no. no, I've got my second screen to see if there's any rumours. And there's not really much. So again, it's a meh. From me, save, save your energy, mate, because <laughs> the life yeah. of it is. I'm, I'm afraid that, yeah, nothing, nothing happened in there. How are you, though? You good? Yeah, I'm 
doing well probably same as everyone a bit deflated today but you know we did some good business early and i'm sure we'll discuss it a bit more in a minute and i hope you are well too Mm. um james is that the goalkeeper kit you're wearing yeah yeah i didn't yeah i thought it was yeah, I didn't get the memo to wear black, as Alex is proving here. Um, <laughs> certainly the odd one out today, unfortunately. Yeah. I, was wearing my, I was wearing my yellow Arsenal shirt all day because it's deadline day, so I was like, I'll wear yellow today. And it's it's got too warm now. That that away kit, I think it's the away kit from the 21-2 season, the, the, the yellow one. And uh, it's the material it's made from is like proper woolly jumper type material. That kit is terrible material that it's made from. But, uh, yeah, it's not to be worn in these uh, warmer climates. But, uh, Alex, how are you, my friend? You good, Joel? Yeah, not too bad. I've um, I've moved house today. So, to be honest, mm. I haven't kept up with anything. Um, so You've done uh, more moving than Arsenal have done. <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't help it. It was there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I don't often wear Arsenal shirts. I've only actually got one with a yellow kit from about five years ago it doesn't really fit me very well so which one's that is that the uh it's not the one that Ozil signed in the yellow and blue it's not that one is it or it is blue yeah i you know what i can't even remember when i got it it was that long ago so. that's 10 years ago now believe it or not it is 10 years to tomorrow that Ozil wow. uh signed believe it or not so yes prepare for a lot of Ozil memorabilia on social media tomorrow because it's going to be coming uh, with it being that 10 year anniversary. Um, but no, and it moving away nice. You don't have to give us your exact location, but uh, no. you know. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm moving from my temporary student accommodation to my house for final year of university. Um, oh, nice. I start in I 20. That move. Yeah, um, I'm feeling pretty good because I've been staying in halls for the past, and halls is like. Um, I don't know how to explain that to people who are I know, Yeah, it's like uh, it's a complex. Um, yeah. It depends, really. Like I stayed in a complex which was like little flats uh, when I was at uni in Nottingham. But I know some people have stayed in halls which are like little mini houses as well. So, yeah, yeah. They, so, they do. Yeah. Work as well. But people don't want to hear about that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Any excuse for me to reminisce about unis, I take. I take it without a doubt because you know. It's the best three years of my life, and I'm married now, so that gives you a bit of a sense of, of that. <laughs> it was brilliant, to be fair. I, I miss it every day. But uh, certainly what I don't miss is uh, Arsenal not delivering on deadline day. Um, and uh, another year, we have done business on deadline days before, you know, Partey, Tomiyasu, um, famously as well. But this year, James, nada, zilch, nothing um, so far in regards to incomings. How does that make you feel? In years past, it's been, sorry, it's been a little tough to take because we don't usually get deals done early on in the transfer window. But this year, it's, it's hard to look at the transfer window as a whole and just feel let down because of the great business that we did early on in the window. Like nobody saw three signings coming in in the first what two weeks was it like that that was insane and i to to say that deadline day is a failure it is and it isn't because we got rid of a lot of dead wood and granted we didn't sell all of it we at least loaned it out and got the got those wages off the books for a while now granted i don't know how much we're still paying for lakanga and the likes for their wages but at least it's it's offloaded and they're going to get minutes 
that they desperately need. And Aconquo, I think, even going to, to Wrexham, I think he's better than League Two, but I it's still nice to see him going somewhere and he'll hopefully play most of those minutes since Foster retired again. Yeah, um, it's difficult, Marcus, to be... You know, it's difficult because I find myself thinking if we'd have done the deals for Rice, Havertz, Timber and Raya in August, everyone would be going, we've had a, an amazing window. <laughs> you know, we've just signed all these players. Yeah. But because it was done in June, July, um, the kind of the sheen of those deals has, has kind of worn off a little bit. I know it's, you know, it's not it, not everything has gone because I think Rice doing so well and, you know, uh, the excitement of Raya of what's to come is still there. But, you know, with the indifference around Havertz, the injury to Timber, um, Rice kind of just getting on with business and doing as he does. I feel as though those the early business that we did has maybe allowed us to f- maybe forget if that's not too strong of a word, but forget what we've actually done this window. Yeah, I think it was somebody maybe on your show earlier. I think summed it up perfectly that if or maybe Minuma, I can't remember. I've seen so many shows today. Um, Minuma only speaks facts, so exactly. So it must be has a different opinion to me. That's the only time he doesn't uh, speak fact. Yeah. Or when you're talking Kearns, of course. Yeah. Um, that, that, yeah. He doesn't believe Yeah, they that. said I think if we'd done these deals within the last week or so, we'd be like, wow, what a finish. What a what a finish. What a transfer window. But because we've done it so early, it's exactly as you said, I almost forgot we've signed four players. It feels like they've been with us for last season as well. And when Timber got injured, it was just like, okay, sure we've got a plan B now. We'll get this sorted. And we're letting all these defenders go, and it's like, hold on, it doesn't sound like we've got a plan B. And all, but I think a lot of the outgoings took up so much time and energy. They've just, I don't know whether it tied up money or just was that that was the plan. Don't do anything until we've got rid of a load of players. Well, yeah, my understanding of the situation is that Arsenal are quite frustrated um, with, in particular, kind of deals like Holding and Tavares. The Tavares and Nottingham Forest situation is it's a very simple one. Forest are interested earlier in, the, in in August, and Tavares is a bit like you know I want to kind of see if anything else happens, and nothing did. So Forest came back, and then he was like, okay, I'll I'll, I'll kind of take the move, and and that happened. The, the holding one's really annoying because Palace yeah. have had an interest for a while. Um, you heard Roy Hodgson talking in his press conference earlier today about how they've liked him for a while, but. Uh, yeah, Arsenal are a bit frustrated that then it's only materialised into a move, you know, most of the way through deadline day, giving Arsenal little to no time yeah. or manoeuvrability with those deals that have now happened. So, you know, the players that you're going to bring in to be able to transform your squad aren't found in hours. They're found in weeks and usually months, to be fair. So it, it was very difficult. And then, of course, we got the situation, Alex, with the likes of Pepe still here, uh, Cedric still here. Lukonga is leaving. Uh, he's going to Luton on loan and a £500,000 uh, loan fee, according to my colleague Kai Kranach at Football London. So how do you feel about all of that mess? <laughs> um, I think that, you know what, I find it really difficult to be frustrated. Um, as people on the Discord server will know, um, I <laughs> fight a lot for, for um, trying to be positive for the most part. Um but to be honest, yeah, I think it's really difficult to defend the the window as a whole now because you knew that Timber was injured and yet Kieran Tierney, Tavares, they've all been let go. And 
I can't see Cedric playing inverted left back. Um, personally, um, no. <laughs> I remember him playing left back. I, I remember him playing one switch against maybe Fulham yeah. or somebody yeah, like that. Yeah, or Watford or something or like Watford, that. Yeah, some team and. And people were like, oh, maybe that's it. And then, of course, it wasn't. Um, but I think the Pepe situation is one where he's the only player who I think I'd say just cancel his contract, let him go. <laughs> because yeah. I think it's, a, it's, it's such a hurtful topic for so many Arsenal fans that we've signed him for £72 million, uh, whatever it was, around that mark anyway, um, that I think cutting tyres is the best way to go but he's still going to be here i i can't i don't know what's gonna materialize but i can't imagine he's going to be playing um but maybe he'll have to now he's here um or maybe he'll sit and take up a, a spot or maybe we won't register him at all but i think you know we can't do much more now and you know, we might have to turn to some young players in a season where we're playing more games than last season and we've got less players <laughs> which is the most frustrating thing is if we kept Kieran Tierney and we kept Tavares, you'd be looking at it probably slightly differently. Not saying that they fit the system exactly how we want them to, but you need bodies at the end of the day and we're we're looking really, really light. Um, and I've said for ages, um, almost sort of three seasons, four seasons, that we need a striker. That's my opinion. I, yeah, I sure. don't I I don't understand how when you look when you get Jesus who's got some injury problems and you say oh well we've got Enketia and I think Enketia this is no like attack on him uh, as I have in the past not thought he was that great but he's he's proven me wrong um, but I don't think that we can say with wholeheartedly that we're going into Champions League football and we've got Nketiah, Jesus and then we've got two players who can play there and it's like well people who can play there aren't going to get us into I mean we're in the Champions League to win it at the end of the day like people I might know you know people will have their opinion to say we won't but uh, I, I don't see why we can't challenge on all fronts and we're Probably. Well, I know why we can't, but I, I know what you mean in the sense of I don't, you know, why we shouldn't be looking to challenge on all fronts. You know, that, that should absolutely be the target is that you've got a transfer window. You had a really strong foundation. You should do everything you can to be able to put yourself in a position where you can challenge on all fronts. And the irony is, I really think that Urien Timber's absence has completely changed the perception of our squads. It absolutely transformatively changed the perception of of how ready this squad is because he was my signing of the summer. Um, I know he was as well for a lot of other people. Really impressive in pre-season. I think another reason why maybe the the, the people talked about last season's momentum of, of pre-season going into the start of last season and why maybe Arteta chopped and changed. One of the big consistent themes of pre-season that we may not have been in results, but one of the consistent themes was how good Timber was. So when you lose such a consistent figure in pre-season going into the season, I think that's had a really big impact on things. Um, but yeah, it's 
it is disappointing. I think striker is something that I think will be looked at next summer. I think the marquee forward will be like the Declan Wright of this summer. I think that will be looked at for 2024, um, which which makes a lot of sense. I think there'll be better options available maybe in a year's time. We'll have to wait and see. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be very interesting indeed. Um, James, in regards – we're going to do the whole ratings thing because uh, we love a, putting a stat by something. So if you were to give – you know, based upon incomings, outgoings, I suppose summer contract renewals involved, everything that's been happening this summer, what would you rate Arsenal's summer business out of 10? And you can use halve marks if you like, because I'm kind. Initially, I, I would have said eight. I've seen some other people, people saying that in the chat. Um, I still think it's pretty high. Like, you can't you can't blame the club for Timber getting injured. You can try and blame the medical staff if you want, but I think Tom's pretty well debunked <laughs> that in the past. Yeah. Um, I, so I still think it's probably a seven and a half at, at minimum. I mean, if you look at, like I said earlier, the Deadwood that we got rid of, and I, I, I love Rob Holding. You can ask any of my friends here. I, I call him Holdinho, Holdini all the time, and he's he's just one of my favorite players because he just you could tell that he loved playing for the club. But mm. the fact that we got rid of him and we doubled our – our profit margin or we, we doubled what we, we bought him for hey, it's it's still good business um bringing in rice i think even though it was 105 mil if you look at other if you look at chelsea i mean but chelsea's shambles like you can't you can't really judge any yeah. stuff off chelsea um if you look at other clubs and the defensive midfield for some reason this window was just insane when it came to what their what people what clubs were charging for their defensive midfielders like how much was Paulinho going to go for to uh, Bayern which uh, around 50, 60, yeah something like that it's crazy because he's he's such a good defensive midfielder and like he he probably plays more of an eight but that would have been a steal for Bayern had they got him but sorry mm. getting back on track um, I, I, no, I it's seven and a half for me because of the incomings even with Timbers injury. And uh, the outgoings and, and the new contracts. I mean, signing Saliba to a new contract, I think, was probably our next to Rice, our best signing of the summer. Yeah. It, I, I genuinely find myself, and it seems weird to say, but it's because we all care about Arsenal so incredibly much. It's difficult not to be slightly emotional about, how, about losing Timber because of just how much he could have been for us. I pray that we don't have to suffer another similar situation, but I think, unfortunately, Arsenal's luck indicates that that is almost an inevitability that we will face other serious problems uh, over the course of the next six months. So, Marcus, out of 10, how are you rating it? Until you reminded me about the renewed contracts, I was looking towards probably a six and a half, maybe even a six. But, yeah, the renewal of the contracts, we, we forget all the you know, nearly all the big-name players we've renewed and they're staying on Saliba with all his is he going to stay is he going to do this that and you know he, he's committed to the club and all he says now he's so positive about the club and the future of the club so when you put that in I'm probably looking at a seven seven and a half um you know the Timbers injury we couldn't have predicted that we've had time to get someone else but you know the focus getting other players out who is there out there? I mean, the last name I've seen today is, is Nelson, and not not our current Nelson. Is the only player's name I've seen. Garcia allegedly blocked by Man City, and you know that's it. So I, I don't know what's happened with that, but yeah, I just think Saka's sort of competitor. 
and another um, defender, flexible defender, sorry, were the two positions I wanted. And Timber, who I know got a huge woof from your good self, that was just tragic. And that just, I think, completely threw us at the back. But to leave us with, is it six sort of defenders? If you take away, excluding party, looking at last season, we know what happened at the end of last season. That That's a real worry for me. And that's why, yeah, I've dropped it down to, yeah, probably around a seven. Whereas earlier on, I thought we were heading towards a nine, maybe more. Yeah. No, I'm I'm in the similar boat. You know, I, I say we're, at, for me, a seven right now. And we were at a nine um, with Timber. And I was thinking, yeah, if we get a forward in, we've had a perfect window. You know, yeah, that, that's where cool. I was looking. Um but and the, the fact it goes from a nine to a seven just by losing one player, but also it's it's in a way it's not only just losing one player, it's the inability to replace him and also the, yeah. the the fact we weren't able to get all of the players out that we wanted to. That said, you know, there is still time in the Turkish and the Saudi Arabian windows that that could lead to Pepe or Cedric, you know, moving yeah. on. So we'll have to wait and see if that that opens things up. Alex. Um yeah, I mean I think it's difficult and I think the, t- the timber, I think, I agree with everyone. I think that the timber situation has really um, put a downer on things just in terms of, but I think that is one thing that I'll say about the versatility model, as it were, is where you've got players covering multiple positions, you can end up being sure if players get significant injuries, you know, because you're relying on somebody to, and with such niche positions as well, you're set like you know sorry i've gone completely off topic again but but um but i think yeah i'll give you a number i think seven and a half seven Mm. i I think it's like you like people say i think it's difficult to give higher than that um i mean like you say you can't foresee the timber situation but you can once the timber situation's happened, you can react to it by either saying, actually, we're not going to sell this player or we're going to sign somebody. Are you referencing Tierney there when you say that? Is that who you would say? Um, I, I I would say Tierney, Tavares, you know, either of those two. Not yeah. Necessarily for the fact that they're going to come in and do exactly what Timber was doing, because I don't think they're capable of doing that. They have their own strengths, and you know, people say what they want about Tavares. He he, he can still play football. He wouldn't get to where he was if he couldn't. Um, so uh, Tierney is a difficult one for me. I love Tierney, um, but I also see that if we're going to play that model, it doesn't suit him in any way. It's not, you know, that's not his game is being inverted and, you know, joining the midfield. Um, We saw what his game was um, in his first sort of season and a half, I'd say. Um, But injuries and then managerial tactical changes. But yeah, I'd say seven and a half. I think the Tierney one's really difficult to take now that we look at it at the end of the window and we haven't replaced anyone. Yeah. The the Lokonga going on loan is something I'm really worried about. Um, the reason for that is just I feel as though we may because it's a loan to Luton where he gets a lot of minutes, you know, this season. I'm just worried about you know the depth 
wise if if there is something anything that happens that you know that that, that loan might be looked back on as a decision that we may regret um tne is being looked at a lot like that as well um and i can see the reasons as to why i do think with tne there is a difference in that this guy really wanted to go um really really wanted to leave um and and get regular game time which i have to sympathize with the reason i've got less sympathy on the lakonga side is that you know I think the expectations that Lokonga had about where he might be playing, similar to Pepe in some ways, um, as to why he's not moved yet, is that the, the expectations have just have gone wild. But he has finally kind of given in to the idea that Luton, you know, is somewhere he's going to get minutes, even though it's not the most glamorous of locations to go to. Um, I, I'm hoping that, you know, we stay as injury-free as, fees, as feasibly possible for as long as possible. But I'm just, I think we may end up looking back at some of these players. Um, I'm really, I'm really hoping that we don't. But I think we may end up looking back at some of these players and thinking, Ooh, uh, maybe we would have been better to keep them. But uh, I, I'm hoping that I'm wrong. And I'm hoping that my instinct, which is that we were right to let Tierney go because he wanted to go get minutes and play, is the right position to stand in there. I'm just worried, um, which I think is obviously a natural feeling to have at this stage of the window. So, yeah, I, I think we've all gone for a very similar uh, kind of figure. Um I from from my perspective, and I want to kind of discuss also the fan reaction as well now, James, because I've seen a fair number of fans say like fives and less, you know. How do you feel about what this window represents for where the fan base was at the, maybe the start of the expectations? You know, how how do you feel about all of that and, and where some people maybe are reacting to it? It's it's so hard to gauge expectation because if you look back at the beginning of last season, we were all saying, oh, if we just get top four, it's going to be a phenomenal season and we will all just be happy to be back in the Champions League, right? And then you look at this season and obviously just because of how well our young players, our young men on this team that we all love and support performed last season, we all expect to make a run in the pre- in the in the Champions League and again challenge City for the title. It's going to be us and City for the title. Like now it's going to be meltdown if we don't get a win this weekend. It's it's just it's not going to be fun and everybody's going to hate their life for a week plus. Um, but I mean that's just I will. I don't know how you guys are, but I I if it's if Arsenal doesn't do well, I just I don't have a good time. Um, but when it comes to the fans' reactions, it's it's all going to be a week by week basis. So let's take Kai Havertz for example. He hasn't done terrific in the first three games. We can all agree on that. But if he were to still get the start against United and bag two goals and play phenomenally, then I think everybody is going to change their perspective on him and be like, well, it's, it's a great signing, but it's, he still had three okay games. And then just one game where he came out. And I mean, you can look at Vieira the same way. He came out for 35 minutes and had a great game. Um, We are such a fickle fan base and we will go game by game for every single player and judge every player game by game. It's 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 always how it's going to be. Um, I think the fans are just going to be the fans. Like we're just going to be the same way we always are. We're just going to love the club and be upset if we lose and be happy if we win. 
<laughs> I can't even think about the game so much at the moment and just everything's so kind of like focused in on transfers. You forget that we actually have to put the ball on the field and kick it about a bit because it's all happening off the field today. Um, Marcus, yeah, the reaction is is split. You know, I feel like the majority of, you know, the, the TGT listenership and especially the Discord are relatively chill, you know, about... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. About this, um, but there is hyperbole outside. Social media has been alight with criticisms complaining. And to be fair, you know, you said that you you might have gone as low as a six, six and a half before you thought about the the contract renewals. So I suppose maybe there's some empathy on your side for the the slightly more critical side of things. Yeah, yeah, I can I can see why. Why they don't because you know we just assume end of the window we're arsenal we're one of the biggest clubs we're going to sign someone i mean you see chelsea going out and buying everyone and anything but i think james hinted at it earlier was but there's absolutely no strategy it's just they're just throwing money around it's there's no sense to it and every player's on seven eight year old year contracts so that will bite them in the backside so to speak in the politest sense it's crazy um but yeah from our point of view you know we're big we should be buying some at the end of the window we should have got something sorted, but equally, you know, as you said, we've got so many players we needed to move on. The focus was clearly to get moving them on. And Timber just totally threw everything out. And we, you know, I think the contract renewals is phenomenal. The likes of Saka, Saliba, you know, they're phenomenal young players. They're not going to be around for a couple of years and, you know, walk away. They're going to be here for a long time. So that was a brilliant piece of business. But it's just that, I suppose it's just a habit that we think it's the end of the window. We're going to sign someone, you know, I think you've said before on a show is, you know, the Tommy Yasu, the, the Matt Ryan, they come out of nowhere. So we're thinking, do you know what, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. And yeah, as I keep glancing on the other screen, I keep wishfully thinking there's something going to happen. And no, nothing's really happening. Omar Rekic, I think it is, has moved on somewhere. That's 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 about as much as it is now. Uh, Justin here says four out of ten. We are a worse Ooh. squad than we was last season. Um, see, they do exist, Alex. Yeah, I'm not just, I'm not making it up. Um, it's harsh, I think it's harsh. I've seen other relatively low scores, I think I saw a five out of ten, um, earlier on in the chat box as well. Um, and I'm sure there are others as well that are maybe staying quieter. Um, James says 6.5 uh, out of 10. So, on the negative side of things, on the more critical side of things, do they have an argument? Yeah, I mean, you know. I think people are entitled to their own opinion if that's what oh. they feel that the, you know, if that if that's how they feel the window's gone for them. And I can see reasons why, you know, we've got positions where we're really thin. Um, I think that's the interesting thing is you'd say that the players that we've signed have improved the squad, but 
we've let go of so much and probably haven't signed enough players to then say, oh, well, you know, we've got Rice and Party, which on the surface looks great, but underneath it, we're thin. <laughs> thin on the ground, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of Rob Holding, but he's gone, so we're looking thin <laughs> in defence as well. I, I, I genuinely think it's a bit mad that they've allowed Holding to go and Tierney to go. And Tavares to go. Um, trying to think. Cedric looks like he's probably going to go. Is there anyone else I've forgotten that's gone from the defence? But well, uh, I, yeah, you know, I, go on. I was going to say. I think that the the one Tierney for me is an is an interesting one because I am not Arteta and I'm not a tactical genius in any sense of the word. However, I would say that Tierney could quite comfortably play the left side of the back three that we currently employ uh where you know where we where we've been putting i mean Saliba currently you know not in the left back position but as a left center back where he's played in the back three a number of times for us so you know it it it's an interesting way in which we say that people can't get minutes or that they can't fit in because we only look at it from one perspective and I think that Arteta would look at it from a number of different perspectives um, but I think that's the that's the difficulty we have is we're we also as fans um, and I've only had a very small amount of insight from working with Bournemouth but understanding how much goes into transfer deals and how long things take I, yeah. I'm not I'm not saying this in a patronising sense. It's not meant to be like that. But it doesn't come people, across people, that way, no. people just won't. People just don't understand, like how how much goes into you know that you know we're looking at a sixty-page contract for an under sixteen to sign on professional terms. You know, so then you think about how much you're putting in for, you know, I don't, I don't know, fifty million pound bid for Mo Salah, like that's sort of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, 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 yeah. If it's sixty pages long, that's how long the contracts are for scholars, roughly. Yeah, yeah think... I think, I think it's a really good point, Alex, that you bring up about that, and it's something that I struggle with as well. Is trying to say things along the lines of, "I'm really sorry, but you don't, you don't quite get this." <laughs> like, it's really, it's, it's so hard to say it without coming across sound like an absolute dick. Like, you know, it's. <laughs> It's really hard to not yeah. sound like that when you say it. But I felt I got that energy off Arteta in his press conference today when he was asked about whether or not he'd go back to the back four and if he was going to change the formation. And I'll read you the exact quote for those that missed it. But he says, uh, I think we discussed formations in a different way. That's how he started the conversation. As soon as he said that, I was like, that translates to... What you think of formations, you haven't got a clue what a manager of Arsenal thinks formations is. That's, that's the way that I took that. And he said, I think we discussed formations a different way. In the other game, there were 36 different formations in the match. Against Man City, there were 43. So I don't know what formation you're talking about. For me, it's something very different. And then he was asked about why he's changed the defence this season. He says, the personnel is different. We played differently against Man City and there were 43 different structures in different phases. 
every morning I come from my house to Colney, sometimes I leave at six and I need to wipe the windscreen because it's icy at six o'clock. Normally I go down one road because it's faster. Now it's 20 miles an hour. So sometimes I take a back road and then I go to the M25. But depending on if it's a school ride, then I take one exit. If it's after seven o'clock, I take a different exit. One day I have a flat tire and what do you do? you have to replace it and take a different road because the garage is there. So every game is a different story. I mean, I love the attempt at trying to make something that sounded complicated, not simpler, genuinely more complicated, I think, in the road analogy. Um, but uh, he tried to, he tried his best he could to try and make it. He basically, in short, was saying, you know, different games require different formations and different strategies and different personnel. Ironically, he's not actually changed too much about the formation system in the first three Premier League games, but he did from the Community Shield game, which was very different with, you know, um, Havertz playing as a centre-forward. And I personally think that Havertz will feature this season at points as a centre-forward, and we will see that come back. Um, you might have, I, I tweeted out saying you might see that on Sunday. That wasn't with any inside information, by the way. That was just kind of a one of a weird hunch, like, well, we might see him. But then, and Kessie getting called up to the England squad, I think maybe we're going to use that. James, are you okay? Are you getting attacked by animals there? Or <laughs> he's, he's trying his best. I mean, I'm trying to listen to you, and he's just trying to derail me the whole thing. I mean, <laughs> Not a problem. But, Marcus, do you feel as ever that, like, do you know what I'm saying about it? it's difficult to say the words like as Alex was kind of saying there, you know, transfers are really hard to do and people maybe don't understand how they work. And the same with Arteta there when he talks about formations and systems and trying to say, I'm really sorry, but with respect, like you don't get what I'm trying to do <laughs> sort of thing. <laughs> Even there, I'm struggling to say it without sounding like an absolute dick. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. So in terms of formations, yeah, God, he's the one with the qualifications. He's managing one of the top clubs in the world. We're not. He, you know, he worked with Guardiola, who many consider to be the best. So he's, you know, he knows what he's doing better than us. It frustrates us when we see party. I know is one of the ones that divides opinion. Put him at this quote right back that he isn't really, but he starts at right back supposedly. Um, but it throws the other teams because they won't like last year. You almost knew the eleven we play unless an injured. Now it's like, oh, is he going to put Sinchenko? Is he going to put Kivior out? Is he going to do this? You just don't know what he's going to do. So if we don't know, how's the opposition? So I get it. And I do like the analogy of the roaders and that because, yeah, we we don't always go the same route. We do things differently and so forth. So, yeah, I, I get that that side of things as well. So, yeah, a bit, bit all over the place. But he, he knows what he's doing, hopefully. <laughs> Breaking news that's... Annoyed me seeing it. Um, Armel Belakotchap, the German international and Southampton defender, is going to join PSV, who will face in the Champions League, on a straight loan. No option, no obligation to buy it, just a straight loan. And it's deals like that that I go... Yeah. Why? Why? It's there. Why? It's there. Go, you know, like that's that's the type of deal where I get an, a bit frustrated, and I can't defend. You know, maybe miss that because I think that Bella Kotchap is a really talented young defender, uh, and if he was there on a loan, yeah. yeah, why, why, why not add the depth? You know, if if we've got an injury to Tim, but yes, I know he's not a versatile fullback, but what it does do is give you depth, you know, especially if Saliba was to get injured, you know, having a player like that is just there. So that 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 type of thing irritates me. James, have I got a right to be irritated? Did you get irritated, me reading that news out? Uh, a little bit. I was going to ask you a question if I could. Um, I, I, I've heard other people, like, say, um, 
big clubs don't really loan players. Like how often do you see a Manchester City loan in a player? So how how do you feel about like if if we were to loan in a player with not even an option to buy? Yeah, I, I think if it's a necessity, you know, you think about Liverpool last season signed, um, there was a Brazilian guy they signed, Arta, um, didn't really oh, yeah. play because he got injured. But like teams do do that if they've got a necessity to, to bring in depth um, and those kind of, you know, there are opportunities there. Um, and we talked there about how complicated transfers was. Armel Belakotchat was actually, I think, linked with Bayern Munich quite heavily and that broke apart like late this afternoon and in the space that it broke apart PSV have swooped in and been able to secure that loan deal so that shows how quickly sometimes those loans can be sorted out you know 21 years of age um you know played I think the majority of games for Southampton in the Premier League last season I think was one of their more impressive players of, of the bunch despite them going down yeah 24 uh games he played in the Premier League last season did have a couple of injuries a shoulder injury and a knee injury but uh yeah it's, it's really difficult. Um, I think loans can work. You're right in saying that Man City don't really do that. The main reason is because they've already got a squad that's silly, silly depth, you know, so much depth in like they, they lost Gundogan and they didn't just buy one midfielder. They brought Kovacic and Nunez, you know, like they, they spent, I think, close to a hundred, uh, well, more, I think close to like 80 million pounds doing that, those two deals. So that's what you're up against, isn't it? You're up against a team that not only replace a player, but add another player, you know, who's young and exciting as well. That's worth 50 odd million quid to the, to the fold too. So right. does that make sense? Yeah. I've just always heard so many different podcasters and YouTubers talk about things like if you're a big club, you don't loan players. So I just, I just wanted to get your take on it. Cause I'm, I'm all for it. Like if, like you said, if it's, mm. if it's must and you, you require, I think if you're a big club, you'd, you try and do your absolutely everything possible to give you the best opportunity to perform at the top of your level. Yeah. So, yeah, I wouldn't agree that big clubs don't loan. Uh, I would say that, you know, a, a club loaning a player isn't an indication of their size in any way, shape or form. I think actually a club can do be really shrewd with business. I know that people in the chat box are saying that Bella Copchat would play at PSV and that's why they've, you know, managed to get that loan. I don't know their current centre-back pairing, so I don't know if he goes straight into their team. I don't know if the people saying it are saying it for that reason, but he probably is more likely to get more minutes at PSV than he is at Arsenal, I suppose. But, you know, um, it would have been interesting to see if, if, or maybe even no, I've not heard anything to suggest that Arsenal made even an inquiry about that. So uh, it's difficult to, to know without getting the inside info on what we've done today. That's what I think... Uh, the, you, do you remember when Edu used to do those like end of window, like sit down with the media team and he talked through what we did? He did it like in 2020, he did it in 2020 and 2021. I think he did it, but he didn't do it last year. And I imagine he's probably not going to do it this year either. Uh, but I think those types of things really help fans, even though they might disagree with what he says and think it's a PR stunt, which you know you can take whichever way. I think hearing what we've done, why we've done it, what we tried to do. Um, and he sat down actually with Football London and Kyra in the summer of last year and actually said about Rafinha and said, you know, we were basically told that we wanted Rafinha, but he only wanted Barca, so we pulled out. You know that, and he, and he was very open and honest about that. And I like that clarity. And I wish that we could give fans that clarity more often, because instead of us sitting here and going, "Well, you know, 
Barca are beating us to our target or Chelsea are beating us. Actually, no, this is what happened. And he's telling us what happened. It was he only wanted Barca and he wasn't going to come to us. So it wasn't us being not good enough or we should have done more to get the player. That's actually what happened. So I think we could have more depth. Um, we're going to round the show off with, with one more round of uh, of thoughts. I'm going to try and pick out some comments from the uh, the chat box and throw them to you guys. Um, Stanley says, Alex, do you think Arteta knew we were not signing another defender and that's why he has been tinkering with Partey? Or do you think it was because of the result of his tinkering that he accepted that we have enough? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's difficult. I, I think... Personally, I can't see him using party and thinking we're not going to sign anyone. I mm. think personally he's done it because he thinks it's going to work uh, for a tactical reason. And, you know, I mean, I see some merits of party being there. Personally, I find that difficult, but um, but I, I'm not going to sit here and try and say that I know more than he does about it. So I'm sure there's a reason why he puts him there. Um, I, yeah, I don't think that he could have known, you know, I, I think he's done it because he believes that party is good. Um, but I think, I think that tinkering is a, is a, is a good, good phrase to use. Cause I think that's what a lot of people feel like he's doing, but I think that he has a very, clear idea in his head and his coaches probably have a very clear idea in their heads about why people are playing where they're playing but I don't think he does things thinking oh well let's just try this for a game and see what happens because you don't get to where he is today by doing that and it's not something that he would have learned off Pep or learned off um, other other players or coaches who he's been with um, yeah so I, I think it's difficult but I think we just have to deal with the fact that, you know, if you remain the same in the Premier League, then you're going to begin to fall behind. So, yeah, there's going to be some times where we're doing things that are tactically a bit out there and we think, oh, what, what, what's going on? But that's how you learn at the end of the day. And, you know, tinkering or, you know, trial and error. Football's a lot about trial and error, a lot more than you'd think, you know. You, you, you become a super sub because people say, oh, well, we'll just keep putting him on and see what happens. You know, uh, anyway, I, I could go on forever, but I'll, I'll let other people answer some questions. So. Oh, that's fine, mate. That's absolutely fine. Um, let's jump into the chat box again. Uh, let's go to, <laughs> I mean, just quickly, uh, anyone, anyone at all would have taken Sergio Ramos on a five-month contract. Anyone want to be that guy? I don't think so. Change is smiling a lot, but I, I think that's a, a no yeah. smile. Like <laughs> yeah, a red card replacement? I mean, that's the only question. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think he'd spend more time suspended than actually on the field, to yeah. be fair. Suspended or injured. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I love that question, James. Aside from our, aside from against Arsenal or Luton, earn any more points this season? Yeah, that is a good question. Probably against us. Yeah, that's that's probably what it is. Well, I'm going to ask you um, from Clock Orange, and I'll link in another question about Timber as well. Do you think that there's any indication that Timber <laughs> might be back early, and that's why there's been no signings? Uh... <laughs> I'm not Doc Raj, so I, I can't answer that for you, unfortunately. I'm sorry. Um, I do have uh, a sister-in-law who is a doctor that 
specializes in the leg area. So, I mean, if you want, I can have her analyze all that stuff and I can get back. <laughs> we'll get our access to Timber's leg and uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll see if we can get an answer on that. No, just in short, Doc Rye telling us uh, on the Sleep Arsenal Repeat podcast on Wednesday that uh, seven to nine months is the expected absence for an ACL. So that means at least March. Um, but that could be, it could be May, you know, so uh, there's there's no guarantees about and that. Even um, if he does come back by March, how how good is he going to be for March, April, or May, right? Like there's no, could you get out of my face? There's no guarantee <laughs> that he's going to be really Premier That's fine. I don't want him getting involved. It's great. You've got my favorite breed of dog that I wish I could have, but I'm allergic. So, yeah. It's, it sucks being allergic to dogs, by the way, because I'm such a dog person. I'll ask you a better question because obviously the timber was a bit unfair. As long as we manage the fitness of players in general, do you think that we'll be fine? Absolutely. If we can, if we can stay, I would say even 90, 90 to ninety five percent healthy. I think that depending on who it is. Now, if we lose sleep again, we're yet again screwed. I mean, he everything in the back, back forward moves through Saliba. So if if we keep him and we start to play Gabriel, which that's a touchy subject that I'm not really going to get into, um, I, our team will be perfectly fine. We'll finish second at a minimum, and I think that City are vulnerable this year. Mm. No, they absolutely are vulnerable, yeah. Um, I look forward to seeing that game. I think it's going to be really tactically interesting when we play against City. Um, whenever I think that's October, early October, that game. Um, so, yeah, I look forward to seeing what that is. Uh, Holdini says, how can Arsenal sell their most decorated player and fans be happy about it? Atrocious from top to bottom. Marcus, let me get your thoughts on Holdini's question regarding the sale of the, the criminal offence that is selling Rob Holding. <laughs> Oh dear. Um, well, for starters, it means one of your um, predictions is going to be gone. So you know, between him and a Benny White screamer, that's that half gone. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't know. I mean, it goes back to some of the points earlier. With all with Timber going, could we afford to let go of Tierney and Holding, even if they're not necessarily how they fit into the team? It's a body, and it's somebody that could have played. Um, and as James just said, you know, Saliba is just like godlike at the back. He's a massive blow without him. It's all right. Holdini is a um, Holdini holding whatever you want to call him. He's a step back, but he would have been somebody that could have given Saliba a rest against maybe somebody of the quote lesser in the division. So, um, yeah, it, it, I can see where you're coming from. But in terms of levels, though, no, he had to move on. He's been a great servant, a great member of the club, I think. Arteta always speaks highly of him in the dressing room. So from that point of view, yeah, good luck to him. But yeah, it's just the depth, which I think we all keep going back to, is the depth is what worries me. And from that sense, I'd have probably kept him or Tierney um, unless, what's it now, an hour left in the window, unless there's some miracle where we're going to pull out that none of us have heard of. So Yeah, uh, I, I doubt Oh, very, very much. Um, we've got just over an hour to go, people. Um, it's not looking good. Uh, regarding Timber, I uh, released an article that's just literally gone out just now, which you can read on the Football London website in more detail. But uh, Timber did undergo his surgery uh, successfully about two weeks ago, and the player is expected to be in attendance for the game on Sunday. So uh, if I see him in the mix zone, I'll grab him and say, are you meant to be back early? <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see if we get an answer. I doubt that we'll get 
anything. Um, so yeah, there you go. Um, kudos is coming on, James. Are you seeing this? We're getting live reporting from uh, from uh, Luton Stadium here. Yeah, I, I can confirm that Kudus is getting ready to come on. I'm not sure who for yet. We'll we'll see when the board goes up. Well, Luton have just scored um, to make well, it to There's only three minutes left. Yeah. Um, finally, Luton do get a goal. So in answer to your question, James, uh, they will score against West Ham. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Won't just be asked. Not score. Uh, yeah true very very true um right then uh, i think uh we're about there did i ask you a question alex did i get one to you or have i been really ignorant yeah no you asked me one first because you did a little reverse situation oh, yeah, i did i did you I can did. blame my dog for that it was an art it was an art he was switching tactics oh, yeah. my brain i was trying to tweet out my article at the same time as hosting a show like it's kind of crazy it's ridiculous same art as josh josh is uh, right at the piece with the information so much appreciate to josh holland for writing up that piece for me um but uh yeah very uh good stuff uh everybody and chat box thank you uh for tuning in i'm sorry that we can't bring you the the amazing news that you you would have wanted in the form of uh a signing uh or any breaking news but uh, I'm hoping that you know we look back upon the window in the end as, as something that built towards something successful. We won't know until a little bit later on in the season, of course. Uh, we just got to keep fingers crossed that as many players stay fit for as long as feasibly possible. Touch wood. Um, but thank you to my fantastic panel, James. Thank you to you. Tell people they can find you and your uh, little one next, or not so little one, to be fair. <laughs> uh, just in the Discord. I appreciate you having me on, Tom. I'll be on the Lovely stuff. Uh, Marcus, always a pleasure, mate. Thank you for coming on. Tell people they can find you. No problem. Yep. In the Discord, uh, Twitter or X, whatever it's supposed to be called these days, at MJC Guna. Um, and obviously, hopefully, at the next live show that we all can't wait for you to organize, Tom. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Just finished this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm, yeah, the live face to face. I've got Peeny winning my ear, and uh, yeah, my sat nav crew are demanding that you have another show. It's your own fault for it being so good last time. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think, um, yeah, look, it was a great, great event, and I yeah. loved every second of it. I think that we need next time we do it, we'll do it with a lot more um planning and warning for people as well because it was a very spontaneous event, but to get like you know, as many people as we did there in the space of you know, a few weeks of, of, of shouting it out was great, um, especially on a Sunday evening as well. So, yeah, I look forward to doing another one uh, at some point. Uh, 100K show, as Penny Ween says, which, to be fair, we're very close to on the Arsenal way. We're like less than 8,000 subs over there from 100K, which is kind of crazy. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's going to be great. Is my mic okay? Has it gone weird? Someone said mic in the chat. Sounds a little weird. Sounds, sounds weird, does it? Oh, I thought yes, it sounded no? right. Okay. Okay. Uh, you, you could be mugging me off, though, Alex. You know, I could be sounding uh, like I, an absolute fool right now. <laughs> I, I, could, I could be, but but it would be no fun if I told you either way, would it? So. <laughs> true. True. Alex, thank you for your time, I think. Do uh, um, <laughs> tell people where they can find you. Yeah, no, on the Discord server. Um, I've finished with Bournemouth now for those of the those of you that know. So I'm now back at uni, so no longer in the know about anything related to Bournemouth. So don't there ask. Me. Um, it's your then, fault we didn't sign Tyler Adams then, is that what you're saying? That's it was all your fault. Yeah, all my fault. Um but no, <laughs> I mean my my dominoes has just arrived. I've just got a ping up on my phone, so I'm gonna go enjoy that. But um but yeah. <laughs> Lovely stuff. 
Lovely stuff. Um, thank you to everyone that's tuned in and listened. If the microphone's going weird, I apologize. I'm not sorting it out now because we're at the end of the show. Uh, but thank you for listening. Really appreciate it. And uh, I'll be back tomorrow morning at the usual time of 8 a.m. To, to get more reaction to whatever happens in the next hour, which, you know, I might sign Messi or something. Um, thanks, guys. Have a great day, great evening, great yes. morning, wherever you happen to be in the world. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.